Hello everyone, this is Pastor Ronke Lulano of Harmony Christian Center. Thank you for joining our podcast today. I pray today's message will encourage, edify and illuminate you. Sit back, relax and enjoy the message. Praise the Lord, we serve a good God. What I'm going to be sharing on is titled The Significance of Fire in His Presence. The Significance of Fire in his presence. Um, we've been learning about how we, as light, are a reflection of God, because God himself is light, and in him there is no variableness, there's no darkness, there's nothing at all that can show any form of darkness in God. God is light, and in that light, there are different forms of light that God can represent. One of the ways that we can reflect on, or we can allude to, is the fact that the light that can come from God can be in the form of fire, and I mean raw fire, fire that will burn, fire that will change, fire that will transform. And so what we are trying to understand today is the fact that God's presence, if we're going to talk about God's presence, in his presence there's fullness of joy and his right hand there are pleasures, what? Forevermore. So we cannot fully talk about all of that in one, even in one day. But we are focusing on the pre- that fire that is present in the presence of God. When you go to the presence of God, the effect of the fire that you feel is what we are focusing on today. Clearly, when we focus on that, I believe that each and every one of us will will glean one or two things that we'll be able to apply to our own personal lives. I believe that when we talk about the presence of God, it's something that many of us have our own ideas and myths and understanding and teachings and theologies about, fine. But one thing I just want us to know is once we are in the presence of God, every other thing will fall in line. Every other thing will fall in shape. As long as we are connected and rightly indeed receiving and being who he wants us to be. Uh, That fire will change and transform many things today. Exodus chapter 33 from 12 to 16, please. Exodus chapter 33 from 12 to 16. NKJV version, if you can get it, please. Thank you so much. Then Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring up these people, but you have not let me know whom you will send with me. Yet you have said, I know you by name, and you have also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray, if I have found grace in your sight, show me now your way, that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. There's a repetition of that. Pastor normally says, when the scripture is repeated, it's for a reason. And consider that this nation is your people. Next verse, please. And he said, this is God saying, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. That is an awesome assurance. Moses had that, but still he wasn't satisfied. Next verse. He said, then he said to him, if your presence does not go with us, do not bring us up from here. That's a man who has suffered many things in the hands of many people. If you go back to Exodus chapter 32, you realize that was a golden calf experience where the children of Israel, according, led by Aaron, said, look, this Moses has gone to the mountain. We can't see him anymore. We don't know what has become of him. All of you, just bring your gold. Bring your jewelry. And they made up a golden calf. And he said, this is your God that brought you out of Egypt. What a foolishness from the pit of hell. Now, when Moses came, as we all recount, he was so shocked and disturbed and annoyed. The, the, the Ten Commandments, the two tablets he went to get, he just you know, broke it and you know, everything shattered. So he's had an experience that's made it look like, is God really here? Is God really present? Is God really, you know, does he know what I'm going through? So even at this point, when God says, go forth, go to the Amorites, the Jebusites, the Perizzites, and go and take over, he said, God, 
you know what? I will not go until your presence is with me. But God said, I said, my presence will go with you, and I will give you rest. He said, if your presence does not go with me, I am taking one step forward. Now, that is a good position to be. It is not a position of doubting. It's a position of when you have faced situations and circumstances that makes it look like you don't know to do what you used to do before and makes you look foolish and makes you look like you do not even know how to put two plus two together to become four. You begin to say, Lord, I can do nothing except you help me. That is when we need to go to a point and we now say, Lord, I am saying to you, I'm not stepping up. This business I have been doing, once I put at this to that, I know exactly the answer that I'm getting. In, but God is saying, you know, don't just go ahead of me. Let me lead you. And when I lead you, you will see the outcome that it shall be fruitful. Some of us are doctors. Some of us are paramedical professionals. Some of us are teachers. We teach other people what to do. But when it comes to our own, we are shaking. We do not know what to do. Some of us, it's like the area that you call an area of strength becomes the area of testing for you. It's like the things that you can say even without blinking an eye to other people and it works. And they say, thank you for teaching me. Thank you for coming telling me. Thank you for showing me the way. Thank you for helping me. You cannot apply the same thing to yourself. Then you need to just go on your knees and say, Lord, I cannot take a step without your presence. That's what we're talking about today. Because when you do that, then you realize that you're acknowledging the fact that it's not by your power, not by your might, but by what? By your spirit, said the Lord. This is what we need to understand. This is what we're focusing on today. And so very quickly, because of time, when we're talking about the presence, as I said, we are focusing on the fire that is in the presence of God. Does it mean Moses has not seen fire? Does it mean Moses does not know that God's presence brings about fire? Of course he does. His encounter, even in the uh, burning bush, tells him that the bush was burning fire, but the bush was not burning. That in himself made him know that God is really here and God was in his presence. Equally, Exodus chapter 13, from verse 21 to 22, the Bible clearly tells us that God was a pillar of cloud to them in the daytime and a pillar of fire by what time? By night time. So Moses was so used to seeing and being in the presence of God that God will in any way, shape, or form, day or night, ensure that he acknowledges that he is the one in charge and the presence of God never departed from them. So what could make him at this point in time say, Lord, I'm not going out. I'm not stepping out until I'm guaranteed of your presence. In Acts chapter 28 when Paul was stuck in the island of Malta and he was putting sticks together, him and his colleagues, out of the fire that he was making a viper came out of it. That's part of what the power of God can do. When the fire of God comes out in the presence of God, every evil that may be lurking around indeed will be shattered in Jesus' name. That is the essence of being able to serve and know that you are in the presence of a God, the King of kings and the Lord of lords whose fire burns perpetually and would demolish every evil forces. So going out to fight the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Jebusites, and being promised that he is going to go to the promise, he needed that reassurance. And so I want us today be like Moses, be in that position. Very quickly, because of time I've got about seven things that helps us to understand that significance of fire in the presence of God. First thing, fire announces the presence of God. Fire announces the presence of God. That's the encounter that Moses had. 
You may feel a heat sensation when you're in the presence of God. As the worship is going on, as the word is going on, as you're in your room or one-to-one, whatever it is, in the presence of God, you can feel, you suddenly begin to feel the heat either from the crown of your head to the sole of your feet or you just know that there is something that is really making you different in your body. That is the presence of God being announced that God is there. Every heat sensation that you may be feeling, begin to thank God, begin to receive it, begin to say, Lord, I thank you because your presence is here. In the name of Jesus, every one of us that believes it will have an encounter with God like never before. In your closet, you will have the presence of God. In your going out, you will feel the presence of God. In your coming in, you will feel the presence of God. You will never be left alone in the name of Jesus. You shall not be left in the dark. You will not be left lonely. You will not be left without help. You will not be left without comfort. As you are going for that interview, you say, oh Lord, I need your presence. I'm not going to go ahead of you, but I need you to lead me. I need you to guide me. I need you to reassure me that you're there and you will feel his presence in the name of Jesus. Just like Moses, the fire was burning, but yet the bush was not. That is the presence of God. Genesis chapter 28. Jacob was on his journey, which he didn't know what the outcome was going to be. He laid down and he put his head on that pillar of stone. And he woke up because he saw this ladder and the angels climbing and descending. He said, ah, my goodness, God was in this place. And I knew it not. I pray that our eyes of understanding shall be enlightened. That when the presence of God is there, we will not be hard of hearing, we will not be insensitive, we will not be in the flesh, we will not be dead to what the Spirit of God is saying to us. May the Lord awaken us to his presence. May we be awakened to sensitivity. May we be awakened to know that the Lord is even here right now and is here to bless each and every one of us accordingly. In Jesus' name. The significance of fire in the presence of the Lord. Number two points. Fire burns away waste, dross, and clogs. It cleanses us of all junks, impurity. And those are the things that the fire does. Things that hinder our growth or smooth relationship with God. The fire of God, the fire of the Holy Ghost, it will come and shake it all off. Bitterness, pride, anger, lying, Sexual immorality, deception, compromise. The fire of the Holy Ghost will fall upon every of those things. I say and I decree according to the power of God. Be there any clogs in the wheel of our progress, let the fire of the Holy Ghost burn it off in the name of Jesus. Because these are the things that hinder us from being able to have free access to the King of Kings. And we don't complain. Oh, we serve God. Oh, we call God. What about the things that you're carrying? What about the weights you're carrying? What about the negativity that you're clogging onto? You allow the fire to burn it off. Allow the fire of God to burn it off and you will see the presence of God. You will enter even into the Holy of the Holies. You will feel God like never before, just as in farming. A farmer clears the bush with fire. Most of those places where they do uh, farming in, uh, when there's even bush fire, as they are doing all of those, all those things is to ensure that there's good expansion and that the good, good, um, the good seed can then be planted because you cannot put the good seed amongst the dross. Every dross and negativity in our life, in the name of Jesus, by the fire and the mandate of God, they'll be burnt off in Jesus' name. Because in the year of perpetual praise, we cannot be in his presence and continue to carry every weight of sin that easily besets us. May each and every one of us be burnt off in Jesus' name. The significance of fire in the presence of God. Number three points. Fire destroys the plans of the enemy. 
fire destroys the plans of the enemy. Just like I said in Acts chapter 28, the example I gave, and also in Psalm, it tells us that a fire goes before him and burns up all our enemies. Psalm 97 verse 3 to 5, a fire goes Fire is good. As you're going ahead into this week, the fire of God will burn up every enemy. Every encounter that is against you, the fire of God will burn it off. No matter where your name may have been taken to, even if your name is taken to Malumba, Malumba under the sea, the fire of God will speak for you. I say even if your name has been shown even in a glass or in a mirror, when your name is pronounced, the fire of God will answer for you in the mighty name of Jesus because that is the God that we serve. He said a fire goes before for him and burns up every enemy, everyone that is contrary to your growth, contrary to your expansion, contrary to your advancement, contrary to your progress, contrary to your fruitfulness, in the mighty name of Jesus, everyone that is contrary to your development, that is against your children, against your finances, against your advancement, the fire of God will burn it off. If you believe that, begin to see it done, begin to shout a loud amen, begin to claim it and say, every false spirit, every lying agenda of the enemy. Every spirit from the pit of hell, the fire of God is released upon them. Right now, in the name of Jesus, you begin to see the manifestation. Except, except the Lord is not on the throne. Who can be against us? If the Lord is for us, who or what can be against us? May the fire of God answer on our behalf. Wherever your name has been taken to, that which cannot take you out from right now, cannot take you out anymore. I said the fire of God will speak for you. It will speak for your family. It will speak concerning your progress. In the name of Jesus. The fire of God will speak on our behalf. And every enemy shall flee in Jesus' name. The next point. Fire protects us from danger. This is not a planned enemy. It's just dangers that you do not even know of. Walking down and not realizing that there's a pit, you will not fall into it in Jesus' name. Amen. Going on your way, somebody was telling me, they were just driving and as literally as they got to the junction, all of a sudden, nothing moved anywhere. The car just swerved and made sure that oh, it didn't hit any other car except them. And the child was right there at the back. But the child was protected. I said, for every danger, God will build a wall of fire around us. He says to us in Zechariah chapter 2, verse 5, he says, for I, says the Lord, will be a wall of fire all around you, and I will be the glory in your midst. Wherever you are, the Lord will be your glory. In the mighty name of Jesus, whether you know or you do not know, because you are trusting God and believing God, the Lord himself will be a wall of fire. Around us in the name. As Ammonites, we decree and declare. Right now, there's so much uncertainty around. No one doesn't even know what's going to happen. Because everyone is running helter-skelter. No matter what the attack that may be out there, the wall of fire shall be around the children of the Lord. The wall of fire shall be around the children of Harmony. The wall of fire that was around them in the land of Goshen. That same wall of fire shall be our portion in the name of Jesus. As you remain in his presence, as long as you remain in his presence, because that's the God that we serve. 
Is there anything too hard for the Lord to do? What is it that God cannot do? God is still very much in the process of protection. Divine protection shall be our portion in Jesus' name. Next point quickly. Fire purifies and refines our works. When passed through fire, we will come out as gold. Refine as fire. When the fire of God really is burning, none of us can stand in his presence. We choose only one choice, to be holy. That was the point I was this year. When it looked like God, the first quarter of this year looked like, what's a life, Lord? What is it? But the Holy Spirit reminded me, I'm the one that sent you. And I went before God, I said, I choose to be holy, set apart for you, Lord. I choose to be, choose to be holy, set apart for you, my master. Ready to do your will. Doing the will of the Father of the Lord is not going to be easy. It's not going to come without challenges. If it comes without challenges, then it's not God you're serving. For when you're doing the will of the Lord, you will face so many attacks. You will face so many trials. You will face abuses that you did not even expect whilst you're serving the Lord. Be rest assured. He that sends you will back you up. That's the sign that he has sent you. Because I look back when the last quarter of this year, it's as if the first quarter of this year did not exist anymore. Because all the goodness and the blessings he brought in the second quarter and the third quarter and the fourth quarter and right now is inquantifiable to the pain that one went through. Set apart. Be set apart. Be set apart to do his way. And know that whether the challenges come should not stop you. Because he will bring you out. And you will come out as a refiner's gold. That shows that God has taken you through. And that he's taking you through. Oh, I wish I could really expand on that more. But I pray with that little that you've heard, that the Holy Spirit will expand it more. In all of our hearts. Next point. Fire renews our fervency and spirituality. In the account in Acts chapter 2 verse 3. The Bible tells us on the day of Pentecost. That it was like the tongues of fire. Was upon each and every of their head. Tongues of fire. Do you know what? These were timid people. They were afraid. They knew that Jesus had gone. They did not know what was going to happen to them. They did not know what next. But the minute they had an encounter with the tongues of fire, do you know what happened? Boldness came unto them. Transformation came unto them. Fervency of spirit came unto them. That's the power of the God that we serve. What is it that God cannot do? I want you and I to know that in serving God, don't make it a part-time approach. Many of us know in our workplaces, we have part-timers and we have full-time people. There is a way we deal with part-time people and there is a way we deal with 
full-time people. They all get holiday. They all get entitlement. But the entitlement that you get is part-time. You cannot expect the person who's doing part-time to come and get the entitlement of the somebody who is doing full-time. Just put that in your mind. Please stop serving God on a part-time basis and expecting a full-time blessing. I repeat that. Oh, God is merciful. Oh, God is not going like man. Oh, God can do anything he wants to do. Oh, there were people that served God and the last person that he came, he gave them the same thing as, he is God, he will decide what he wants to do. But according to God's principle and God's precept, you cannot be serving God part-time and expect a full-time blessing. Part-time serving of God. And yes, oh God, why is it just me that's going through this? Why is it I cannot get this blessing? Uh, it is even the part-timers that complain most if you go and check the workplaces. Because they can't wait for the time to close. Ah, it's 5 o'clock. Before 5 o'clock, they've packed the table. They've done everything. They're through the door. Are you a part-time Christian? Let the fire of God burn away part-time in you. Praise the Lord. We serve a good God. Last point. Fire. It's a sign of God's approval for our sacrifice. Noah, when he was building the ark, everybody made fun of him. Thank God he didn't bother. He went, him and his family, and all the tutu species that we have till today of animals. Thank God he took all of them. When he made his sacrifice in Genesis 8, verse 20 to 21, the Bible tells us that the fire of God consumed it. Consumed it. Because it was pleasing unto God. The sacrifice of Cain was not acceptable before God. But the sacrifice of Abel was well received. May our sacrifice unto God, may it become a sweet smelling aroma. May the fire of God from heaven come and consume it. And may God be able to say well done my good and my faithful servants, you have done well. May God not look at us and think, after all I've done for you, is that all you can give? But I've got news for you. God is not hungry. God is not begging for money. God is not waiting for you or for me, for him to be satisfied. Our giving and our sacrifice unto God is to better our own lives. Because that's the God that we serve. When we serve a God whom we know that he is the biggest and the best. I read something in Psalm 33. It says, God collected all the seas and put it inside a jar. Who does that? Only God. All the seas. Go and read it. He said, collected the seas. NIV version. He said, and put it inside the jar. How can all the seeds of the world be put inside? Only God can do that. This one that you're worrying and thinking, if I don't add this and I won't be able to do that, the mortgage will not be complete. Put everything together. If God is not in it, the wind can blow it away. May that not be your portion in Jesus' name. But when you put God first and say, Lord, no matter what it is, I'm putting you first. The Bible says, the psalmist says, I have been old and I've been young. I've never seen the righteous. Righteous, please look in quotes. I have never seen the right. Are you right giving? Are you right serving? Are you right living? I've never seen the righteous forsaken 
or begging for bread. Sometimes we put on the placard of righteous, but we are not righteous. And then we now say, oh, why is God doing this to me? Oh, why is God allowing me to go? The Bible cannot lie. I have never seen the righteous. Even if it comes to the last minute, God will send help to you. God will supply all our needs according to, he didn't say want to, he said needs. Any need you have of, as a righteous child of God, you will never lack in Jesus' name. There's nothing you and I can give that can outgive God. We give so that our own life can be better. We give so that we can improve and go higher. We give because it is therapeutic to be able to give to God. And the fire of God will come from above and consume all that we're given. The presence of God is not something you make up. The presence of God is one that you will know. And when the Lord speaks to you and you know that you are the, you're having an encounter with God, your life can never remain the same. It does not matter how many people are looking at you. It does not matter how many things are being said. Because you are in the presence of God, it strengthens your walk with him. And your heart is telling you, I need to be there. I need to go forward. I need to receive that unction. I need to receive that power. And the Lord indeed will minister to you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks goes to all our partners who support our ministry. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, you can call us on plus four four two zero eight five nine seven triple one zero or visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord be with you always until we meet next time.